Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What is up, everybody? Welcome into this Thursday episode of Flippin' Bats. We got a ton of stuff to talk about today. We got a no-hitter last night. Michael Lorenzen of the Phillies threw a no-hitter. We have making a statement today. The Orioles' wild suspension of their broadcaster, Kevin Brown. We'll talk all about that. Who is going to end up with the number one seed in the American League? We're going to talk Mariners. Can they get into the playoffs? Honesty hour as well. I got a lot to say about the culture of the Chicago White Sox. Fan questions to end it. This one is going to be a lot of fun. Let's get to it. Fly ball onto the track. At the wall. It's gone. Home run. Turns on a ball. Deep right field. And gone. What a game. What a moment. Happy Thursday, everybody. I am joined, as always, by Alex Curry. And Alex, this is kind of a big day for us. You know why? Why? We got a billboard. We got a billboard. And we're going to see it. And my favorite part is that it's at the Bad News Bears Park. And I always felt like my... Well, it's fitting what? for us. <laughs> we well, are the bad news. We are. Bears. Well, that's kind of been like my whole like sporting career life. I was always doubted. I was always like, who's this? Even like our college team was like, you guys are like so disheveled. You're kind of like the bad news bears. And we go out and win a bunch of stuff. So I just love that it's like full circle, like first billboard at the bad news bears park. It is. It is very fitting. And we're going over there today. It's a big billboard. I don't know. It is quite large and with a big sign that says hit this right next to us. So we're going to go out there and and we're going to try and hit the bullseye. Do you think you're going to hit it? Uh, yeah, it's, it's right center. It's in right center. Are you going to go wood bat or aluminum bat? Yeah. Okay. Um, do we think I can hit it? Yeah. Is it little league field? It's a little league field, but we can, what's the distance? Did did we see like how it's probably, if I had to guess 200 something feet, we can move out there. Do we think I'm going to hit it? Or or we could ultimately like we could, you could go in the outfield and throw it. Oh no, I want to swing a bat and hit it. Oh, well you're going to swing a bat. Yeah, I know, but maybe closer. Uh, It's going to happen. Alex, we've talked a lot about this Yes, and I don't really want to hear it, but I, I have to, Yes, you went to Taylor Swift and Let's hear it. How, how was it? It was like a three hour music video and it was magical. It was the most positive, happy concert experience I've ever been to from walking into the gates at SoFi, just how full of joy every single person was who was there trading bracelets, hugging everybody. And it was the fact that she was nonstop for three hours. Yeah, wild. The crowd was nonstop for three hours. I danced for three hours straight. If you're watching it right now, only came out with like one big leg bruise because I was dancing in the aisle and ran into that bar, the handle handle a couple <laughs> times. Cause I wasn't looking, I was just having the time of my life, but it was, it was such a cool experience. And everybody from like little kids to teenagers to 20 to 30 to dads to like 
older people were all singing and all dancing and all on their feet the entire time. And it was magical. I mean, I even sent you a text, um, yeah, I didn't telling respond. you that like the seats were really good, but, uh, yeah, what do you think that text no is going to, what do you no think I'm going to do? Like, oh, wow, I'm so back. happy for you, Alex. <laughs> I'm sitting here on my couch I watching you one again. Of these photos and just said, seats don't suck. There's the text. <laughs> no response. Zero you response. didn't want to show the rest of our text chain, which is no response at all. No for response. Me. I was watching my 14th Taylor. Swift show from my couch, uh-huh. uh, TikTok How live. That? That's what I was. How was that from home? Your was show, it as good uh, as my experience? I, I don't know. I was dancing as well. No, not really. Dancing on your own? I am. I am jealous. That was, that was, it cool. was really fun. If yep. you can, highly recommend it. Yeah. It was magical. Uh, Alex, I want to talk about for a second my buddy. Uh, this is actually my best friend, one of my best friends in the entire world. Just hung him up the other day. He is retiring from baseball. So I wanted to say congratulations to. One of my best friends, John Hicks, debuted with the Seattle Mariners in 2015, uh, ended up in the Tigers organization for years where we were in the same organization together, played for the Rangers, finished up in the Phillies organization, but we went to the same high school together, Goochland High School in Virginia. high school best friend. High school best friend. Uh, His older brother and my older brother are best friends and me and him are best friends. We all went to Goochland High School. All played in the Tigers organization together. Me, him, and Justin were all in the Tigers organization at the same time. Wait, that's crazy. There were only like four people from our high school. You laugh every time I say it. There were only like four people from <laughs> Goochland High School that have ever played professionally. <laughs> and three of us ended up in the exact same organization at, at the, the same, same time. time. So that's uh, so cool. Really good career. Congratulations to him and just really proud of him. Ah, uh, that's so awesome. Yeah. We have a lot of congrats to give out today because last night. We saw history with Michael Lorenzen throwing a no hitter in his very first home game in Philadelphia with the Phillies since getting traded at the trade deadline. And he is a forever legend. Yeah. Forever legend. I just, I'm such a big fan of his and we got to talk to him at the, at the all-star game Mm -hmm. for a few minutes and just the appreciation that he had for being there representing the Tigers organization and then to get traded to his new team and his first start with the new team, go eight innings on the road and throw great and get the win. And then his first start at home, the no hitter. Uh, and it was, it was really emotional. Like I, it was an emotional night with everything yeah. that, uh, his mom in the stands and his family in the stands and tears and uh, the emotion on his face. And, the, and the, it was hard to watch the video of his family's reaction and not get a little bit emotional. And then you, there's, you know, you, you figure out the deeper meaning behind it. And his father passed away in 2016. Yeah. His father's birthday is actually today. So it was on the eve of his dad's birthday. Wow. And when he died in, in 2016, two days later, Michael Lorenzen, who was a two-way player, hit his first home run in the big leagues. So just like just a, a really cool journey, um, a really powerful journey that he's been on in his major league career. And now to to do what he did in that game, he did it in his cleats are vans, by the way, he in like which turns, are going to Cooperstown. He turns well, he's a Southern California cleats. kid, you yeah. know, so it's like vans are the the shoe here. Yeah. Are they? They are like that. Was, vans were very much like a surfer, a skater, like Southern California, like they're they were created in Southern California, in Orange County. So it's, yeah. The more Bands, you know. Yeah. But another part, like you mentioned just kind of the meaning behind all of this and the emotion that was surrounding it. The first question he was asked in his post-game interview by the broadcasters were, you know, what, what would your father 
have said to you in this moment, what, what do you think you would have thought? And he said, now you're getting me all emotional. Yeah. And he just said, you know, boy, way to finish it. And yeah. that, that's when I lost it. And then yeah. back to his mom and his wife in the stands, just freaking out, crying. Like it was, it was great. It was so cool. And, and knowing how much Philly fans rally around their players and especially big moments like this, I can't even imagine the emotion and the love that he felt in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Really cool moment for sure. That was so cool. Ah, we got, we got two no hitters in like a week's time. Ramber Valdez, Michael oh, yeah. Lorenzen. Was his a week ago? Uh, two starts ago. So starts probably ago, a week so and a yeah. half, week and a half, two weeks ago. Yeah. Right, right after, after the, the trade, trade deadline. deadline. So yeah. Eh, you want me to say it a jinx? All right. Let's get, <laughs> <laughs> we said it at the same time. I haven't heard that in a while. Really? Jinx, you owe me a soda? No, yeah. I haven't heard yeah. that in a while. It was in a bunch of cartoons I used to watch. Well, I still watch. Okay, well, let's get to making a statement. We got a lot of good things to get to today. Ben, you tell me what you think about this next statement, because this is probably the most talked about statement this week, okay? Mm -hmm. Orioles kill their winning vibes with the Kevin Brown suspension. Look, the conversation around the Orioles went away from how good they are and went towards how ridiculously they handled the Kevin Brown situation. So, yes, they absolutely killed the vibe that is going on there in Baltimore. Uh, Kevin Brown was suspended for doing his job. Yep. And for those that, that don't know the story, the Orioles broadcaster, Kevin Brown, was suspended for acknowledging that the team has not played well in Tampa. And I watched the video from this happened right after the trade deadline. So it's been a, a few weeks. Yeah. And I watched the video of what got him suspended. And this was confirmed to what got him suspended. I, it, it almost seemed like there's got to be something more right, to this. I, I watched it like three or four times. Like, what am I missing? Yeah. Like, did he say something? bad. And I, I literally like held it up to my ears. Like what, what am I missing? So the I don't Orioles get it. were playing down in Tampa where they have not had much success over the last few years. And this is what he said. It's been a minute. The Orioles split a two gamer with the Rays in June. They had lost their last 15 series here at Tropicana field. You have to go back to when our now colleague, Brad Brock picked up the win in the series finale, June 25th of 2017. The last time the Orioles won a series here at St. Pete. That was it suspended suspended for that and has been suspended ever since that mid July series. And it caused quite the uproar because one, there's a couple of factors here. One, he was reading from a graphic that it was also in the team's game notes right. like, that are printed out for every single media person to read and use during the broadcast. So the organization and, and ownership, yeah. the Angelos just don't, what do you want the guy to say? I, I saw so many like tweets and people saying the Orioles head into Tampa where they're 560 and oh, in the last 20 in the last yeah. forever. It's like the, he's just acknowledging how much, how far this team has come. And for the organization to be, I just, I find it so like petty to just not be able to acknowledge that the team hasn't been good there in, in years is just so weird. And, and find the uproar worked. He's coming back tomorrow. Good. August 11th. He's back, but wow. What a situation. I gotta tell you, it's weird. Um, when you're a team partner, when you're a broadcaster as a team partner, I used to try to explain this to people, like you're not really 
You're not a journalist. You can't be breaking news. Even if you know news, you can't say anything until the team officially tells you you can say something. You have to ask permission to talk about certain subjects. You have to ask if it's okay to dive into a certain situation. So your hands are kind of tied in that sense. But the rule is if it's in the game notes and if it's like publicly out there, usually it's okay for you to talk about. <laughs> and it's on a graphic right in front it, of exactly, you. Exactly. <laughs> which was made by like the team's network. Right. Like it was. So it, it's tricky when you are team partners but you're supposed to still be a reporter or yeah. commentator and talk about the game because it's okay to not always be positive about a team yeah. when it's not a positive situation. So that's, yeah, it's and just, it's a difficult situation. But this one should have never, no, like this is a little, that's way too far. This is, this is too far, but the, the outpouring far. of response from around the league, a lot of teams, uh, broadcasters were outspoken about it. Good. The Orioles fans in the stands that next night, after all this came out very audibly, were chanting free Kevin Brown. I love we it. have that sound. Listen to this. I have chills. I, I love I mean, that. I love that. I really love that. cool. And now he's back. So, Good. well, he's coming back tomorrow, August 11th. So, uh, I wouldn't say a, a good, it, it ended up, at least he got his job back. And I will say this. Yeah. He now has a lot of leverage in terms of like his oh, career yeah. with the Orioles. And, and I mean, now people know his name. Everyone knows his everybody name. Everybody knows his name. Everyone knows his name now. Everybody was Everybody was in support of him and talking mm -hmm. about how good he is. And now he's back with the Orioles where they wronged him. He's got a lot of leverage in his corner now. So uh, good for him. Yeah, that is great for him. All right, moving on to our next statement, sticking with the Orioles. The Orioles will end up with the number one seed in the American League. Alex, the Orioles will Whoa. end up with the number one seed in the American League. Here's okay. why. The closest teams yeah. are the Rays, who are two games behind them, mm -hmm. the Rangers, who are two and a half behind them, yeah. and the Astros, who are four and a half behind them. So those are kind of the four teams that have any shot okay. at the number one seed. Now, the Rays and Rangers being the two closest have the eighth and 11th most difficult remaining schedules, respectively. Mm -hmm. Eighth and 11th most difficult. The Orioles, on the other hand, the eighth easiest remaining <laughs> schedule. So tough series happening now with the Astros. Yeah. But that's Astros are a good team. Uh, you have this whole Kevin Brown distraction happening right now. He's about to come back. The vibes yeah. are going to change. You got the birdbath out in left field. And I'm going to mention the birdbath every single time we ever <laughs> talk about the Orioles because you know, it's going to happen, Alex, What the Orioles Potentially could end up in the ALCS <gasps> where we will be covering them. And you'll get and your I'm gonna bath. be in the birdbath. You're gonna get your birdbath experience. Yep. Are you gonna spend the whole game there? I'm gonna spend the whole game there. I'm into that. There's gonna be so much water sprayed. I'm gonna be wearing a I'm gonna be wearing my white flipping bat shirt. Oh, so it'll be a seat. <laughs> we're just gonna <laughs> ratings, we're gonna, baby, ratings. Let's go. <laughs> so uh yeah. I I do think they end up with the number one seat. They're okay. they're the rays are kind of going in the I don't want to say the opposite direction, but, but they they're are. just they're just floating there. They are. They're just there. Yeah. Playing 500 ball. Uh -huh. They're okay. They're playing a little better now than they were, but the Orioles are, have been playing great baseball all year long. I don't see that not continuing, especially with the easy schedule that they have remaining. Give me the Orioles with the number one seed. All right. Well, let's talk about the Rays in our next making a statement. 
The Rays' World Series hopes now dim with Shane McClanahan's injury. Yeah. Yeah. So things were already looking grim for the Rays over the last few months in terms of just not playing the way they were at the beginning of the year, about 500 baseball. But now they lose their best pitcher and the potential favorite to win the American League Cy Young Award. Without him, they can't win in the playoffs. They cannot win a World Series. Um, they They might win a series, but without Shane McClanahan, the Rays cannot win in the playoffs. You just can't. You need those. The the formula for winning in the playoffs has been there right in front of us for years now. You need two stud pitchers Mm -hmm. with a third that pitches like a stud. Let's look at the Astros and Phillies. You have uh, Phillies. You have Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola, Ranger Suarez, Astros. You have Justin Verlander, Framber Valdez. And then in years past, you're with Garrett Cole, Zach mm-hmm. Granke. Uh, they had Christian Javier last year. Uh, the Nationals a few years before. You have Max Scherzer, Steven Strasburg, Patrick Corbin through in there. I, it was throwing well there. The, the formula is there. Yeah. You need two stud aces and a guy that's going to throw really well as a third. The Rays have Tyler Glass now. I fully believe he can be a stud ace in rotation. Let's use Zach Eflin, for instance, here. They just, but they, they lose so much depth in a rotation and losing that big arm. If you're the Rays is, I think, um, the nail in the coffin of your world series hopes this year. I don't think they can do it. And this was the fear when you hear forearm injury. Yeah. Right. Because that's usually the first sign to a major yeah. surgery, something like that. And now he's highly unlikely to pitch again this season. So yeah. it's unfortunate, very unfortunate. But now let's move to the AL West for our next statement. The Angels losing streak put the nail in the coffin of the Angel season. I'm not yet ready to say it's over, but that losing streak is exactly what they needed to avoid. Yep. And I feel like that's what I've been saying for months with this team is you just have to avoid the sort of streak that you went on last year, which essentially ended your season. They went on that, what 14 game losing streak. Yep. And that was it. You can be in contention, but the one thing you can't do is go on a losing streak. So they, they ended it at seven and then they have won their last two in a row. But to me, it's now going to take a streak like that in the opposite direction. It's going to take a seven to 10 game winning streak because without it, you're not going to be able to get back in contention. You're seven games back. You're sitting at exactly 500 with three teams to jump, three teams to jump. I, I just don't see unless they can go on another, unless they can go on a substantial winning streak where they win every game during the week plus more. I think it's going to be hard to put together enough wins to climb over three other teams. Oh, I definitely agree. I mean, you have the best player in the game right now and Shohei Otani just continuing to create history. First player ever with 10 wins, 40 home runs, doing everything he can every single day to help this team win. But they need Mike Trout back. If they want to win, they need their number two star Mike Trout back to make a run for the postseason. Yeah. They need Mike Trout back. You can't win without him. Shohei is made exponentially better with Mike Trout hitting yeah. behind him. But we saw Shohei pitch again last night. Mm-hmm. Six innings pitched, 
zero earned runs. Yep. Again, that is now 19 innings in a row without allowing an earned run. Only seven hits in those He's 19 so innings. And the cool thing about this is now Shohei Otani is top six in all of the pitching and hitting triple crown categories. All of them. It's remarkable. Forget the, are it's we great. watching the best baseball season ever? There's a legitimate conversation you can have. Is is this the best season that any athlete has ever had in a regular season in any sport? And it gets difficult to compare other sports there. Yeah. But this is certainly the greatest baseball season that we have ever seen in a regular season. I've mentioned before, it's frustrating that you lose a little bit of that with the angels. Like the talk becomes the angels losing streak. So we talked about in this week in Shohei Otani news. It's like every great thing that he does gets overshadowed by the team as a whole, not being able to win games. Right. The conversations become the losing streak, losing Shohei or the angels yeah. going to lose Shohei instead yeah. of just acknowledging what's happening right here in front of us, which is the greatest season we have ever seen. But uh, that season continued. He threw six shutout innings again, or six innings with no earned runs and his, Unearned run streak is at 19 innings now. It, it's it's remarkable. First player in Major League Baseball history yep. with 40 plus home runs and 10 or more wins on a season in the history. Only player ever, yeah. Alex, ever. Not Babe Ruth. Not <laughs> Old Hoss Radborn back in the yeah, day. No, he has forever cemented himself in the history books of Major League Baseball. Yeah, he's already there. Yep, he is. he's there. Uh, nail in the coffin though. Not yet. Okay, ready. To say that. All Not right. Yet. I think it'll depend on when they get Mike Trout back. That might be it. I've kept hearing soon. I, I That's all I can. There isn't an exact date. I've looked. I haven't heard that yet, but. I don't know what soon means. Uh, a week. What does soon mean? Two does it weeks? mean a week? I don't know. That's the scary part. I thought part. it meant a week. Because two weeks, that could be the nail in the coffin. One week? Ooh. If that Ooh, losing streak. If they didn't lose. If they didn't win these two in a row. If that, if that losing that streak continued that. to 10 yeah. games. No, nah, you can't. That's yeah. it. All right. They need a back. They do. They really need a back. All right. Well, let's stay in the AOS and talk about your guy. Kyle Tucker has earned a top tier contract. I have three words. Pay the man. Pay the man. Yeah. If not for a guy named Shohei Otani, Kyle Tucker is the American League MVP this year. He is criminally underrated in the game of baseball. Kyle Tucker is the most underrated player in the game of baseball. He's hitting 296 this year with 21 homers, 84 RBIs on the season, 24 stolen bases. And get this, you know, people don't realize I I'm going to get passionate here. Didn't even think it's happening. I am. I love Kyle Tucker. He's a friend. I like him, but let's talk about him as a baseball player. This is no bias. This is let's talk Kyle Tucker as a baseball player in his career. Kyle Tucker has 94 homers and 77 stolen bases. What kind of category does that put him in? I will tell you players with those numbers or better through their first 510 games of their career. Ronald Acuna jr. Bo Jackson, Eric Davis, Alex Rodriguez, Daryl Strawberry, Mike Trout, Alfonso Soriano, Kyle Tucker. That's it in the history of baseball. Yet we don't talk about him enough and what he is able to do on a baseball field because I just maybe Kyle isn't the most flashy playing with a ton of energy kind of guy, but results are results. Mm -hmm. It speaks for themselves. The guy deserves all the money. Pay the man. Now, Dana Brown, the GM of the team. Yep did come out and say this. 
just a couple of days ago. Let me put it to you this way. Kyle Tucker will be a Houston Astro. We feel strongly about getting it done, and I feel he will be an Astro for the rest of his career. We'll get it done. Now, where that gets interesting is Jim Crane is the owner, yeah. and it's his money. And the facts are that Jim Crane has never signed a player to a contract that covers more than five free agent seasons. And that now has become true across three different GMs. So Dana Brown can come out and say that, but ultimately it ain't his decision. Yeah. It's going to be Jim Crane's decision. Um, but he's currently making Kyle Tucker. Alex makes yeah. $5 million this year. No offense to the guy, Joey Gallo, who has struck out 121 times in 241 at bats over half the time is hitting 174 this year, hit 160 last season. He's making $11 million this year. Kyle Tucker is an MVP candidate making $5 million this year. I'll say it again. Pay the man or someone else will. You good? I'm good. All right. I'll be better when he gets paid. That was good. Yeah. I'm excited for that freak out. Yeah. And okay. he's, I, he, it's, it's time. I mean, he's, we've seen how clutch he's come up over the last few days, that series in Baltimore. Go ahead. Grand who, slam Tuesday who, night. Who knows if they're going to meet night. up, but it feels like an ALCS preview. It feels yeah, like it, it, does. it just feels like there's something more there. And then they're facing the best closer in baseball this year. And Kyle comes up with the bases loaded in the ninth inning down three runs, hits that game winning grand slam leads off the next game with yeah. a home run in his first at bat. I mean, he's in fuego. Yes. He is. Yep. All right. Our final statement. You ready for this one? I'm ready. All right. The Mariners will secure a playoff spot. The Mariners are hot. They are red hot right now. Now to get into a spot, they'd have to pass someone that is there, right? They're the yeah. first team out currently. Yep. So to say that the Mariners are going to get into the playoffs, I need to say that they are going to pass someone. <sighs> They're right behind the Blue Jays. Mm -hmm. The next highest is the Astros. And above them is the Rays. Mm. I think the Mariners can pass the Blue Jays and the Rays. Whoa. So Houston will take over that top wild card spot. I, I, I just think the Rays, I, I think if I had to pick right now, the winner of the AL West mm -hmm. obviously gets a one or a two seed. And the yep. loser, I think the, I think the runner up in the AL West gets the number one wild card seed. Okay. I don't think the That's Rays fair. are playing well enough. Well, no, and just on. losing McClanahan. Losing McClanahan yeah. really hurts them. I think that hurts them a little more for the playoffs than they're, they're kind of like a machine in the regular season. I think it hurts more in the reg in the playoffs, but mm -hmm. it, it doesn't help them by it doesn't make them better, obviously, yeah. in the regular season. And they've already th that they have that number one seed because of where the season started. It's yeah. continued to dwindle away from them. So I think that if they continue playing 500 baseball, the Mariners will pass them. I don't think the the Jays are playing great right now the, against the Guardians. The, the offense just isn't all there right now. I think the Mariners can do look. They're seven and one since the trade deadline. They've won 12 of their last 14 games. They're two games back. And you know what, Alex, mm. I want to apologize to Mariners fans. Okay. I made a mistake, not putting them in my power rankings last week. Whoa. 
I had them right at like around 11. Okay. They should have been in over the Giants who were struggling. But I, I love this team. Yeah. I love J-Rod. I love the city of Seattle. I love the stadium. Mm. I love the vibes there. And I hope they get in. And I, I will say it. they do get in. I love it. We're finally seeing that like swag again from Julio, who's the uh, leader of that team. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's incredible. He's back. That, that wraps up our uh, our statements. All right. So that means we're about to get honest. A little oh, honesty yeah. hour. Oh, and yeah. I know you're going to be is... heated about this one because we got to talk about the state of the White Sox culture. Let's hop on in, Alex. Mm-hmm. Trust tree time. What are we talking about today? The White Sox. The Chicago White Sox have the worst culture in all of sports right now. The worst. It has been thing after thing just keeps coming out and coming out about the team this year. The season just keeps going from bad to worse to just downright embarrassing. And that's where we are right now. Just downright embarrassing. The team stinks. Mm -hmm. We've acknowledged that. But the reasoning never seemed to quite make sense to me. Why does the team stink? I never really could get it. Just a reminder, this is a team that had enough talent that made me pick them to win the division. Boy, was I wrong. Yep. But I didn't understand why. Was it was it injuries? Was it the hiring of Tony LaRusa years ago that set them back? Was it the owner? Was it the GM? No. It was the culture of the entire organization that is the reason they are so awful. Terrible. A few days ago, Tim Anderson gets knocked out at second base, right? Jose Ramirez knocks him out at second base. And from there, the floodgates just opened. People started, players started coming out. Things started happening from there. Then newly traded pitcher, Keenan Middleton, just traded to the New York Yankees, came out right after that fight on the field and spoke out about some of the things going on in the clubhouse. Alex, these quotes are some of the most alarming things that I have ever heard of a, uh, about an organization yeah. in any sport ever. And I want to read some of those quotes from newly traded away from the White Sox pitcher, Keenan Middleton. We came in with no rules. I don't know how you police the culture if there are no rules or guidelines to follow because everyone is doing their own thing. Like, how do you say anything about it? Because there are no rules. Next quote. You have rookies sleeping in the bullpen during the game. You have guys missing meetings. You have guys missing PFPs. And there are no consequences for any of this stuff. The second I found out I was traded, I shaved my face. He went to the Yankees, so he had to shave. I shaved my face. I was ready to play by their rules because all I want to do is win games. You know how to act here. You know how to, to be, you know not to be late, and you know there are consequences if you are late. Lastly, when I got to spring training, I heard a lot of the same stuff was happening last year. It's happening again this year. So not sure how I could change it. They don't tell you not to miss PFPs. They don't tell you not to miss meetings. And if it happens, it's just okay. It's a degaff culture. Yeah. And that, Alex, is just the first thing that came out. But Lance Lynn, also newly traded to Mm -hmm. the Dodgers, uh, actually came out and was asked about those quotes. Now, Lance Lynn has been there for a while, by the way, been with the White Sox organization for a while. His take, I was there a lot longer than Key was. He's not wrong. Yeah. And he was also asked about all of his quotes. And he said, I'll tell you what I disagree with. And then stop talking. And 
that was it. Yeah. So he disagreed with none of it. No, I know Keenan well from his time with the angels. Like he's a great person. He works hard. He wants to work hard. He wants to be great and he wants to win. But when you say it's a culture issue, that means it's the entire organization from top to bottom. You're like, is yes. it ownership? Is it the GM? Is it the manager? It is everybody. No one is taking accountability. No one is taking responsibility. No one's being a leader and setting the tone and bringing everybody together. And you're not going to let alone win games or like your ultimate goal, win the division or world series. If you don't have that cohesive, everybody buying in and on the same page, it's, it's, just, it's not going to happen. It's everything. And it starts, if you want to point the finger, point it at Jerry Reinsdorf, the owner who hired his good pal, Tony LaRussa to be the manager years yeah. ago, just hired him because they were, they were good friends. And then, you know, everything's just been downhill. It feels like since right before then, but it's always, it's always been like searching for searching for the answer. And then there was a story, Alex, after Keenan came out and said all of that, then there was a story that came out and I'm not sure this has been fully proven, but this was everywhere. Okay. Right. But the, the day before the all-star game, Yasmani Grandal, who's been there for years. Yeah. Veteran player had a solid career. Yasmani Grandal shows up the game before the all-star break and looks at the lineup and he's not in it and says he's leaving. He's going home. He's getting out early. All-star yeah. break. I'm not playing. I'm going to get out of here. Yeah. Tim Anderson, who is sitting in a, in, in the tub heard this and said, you can get the F out then just, we don't want you here. If that's your attitude, get the F out of here. I'll pay for your F and flight. Get out of here. As Monty Grandal goes over to him in the tub and slaps him in the face ahead of the game, right before the all-star break. And Tim Anderson ended Tim Anderson played that game. Uh, he went over Yasmani Grandal ended up pinch hitting in that game. And then the all-star break happens, but it's just like culture wise, currently the worst culture in sports. Now that Dan Snyder's out of the, the Washington football thing, that uh, new ownership in there. So this is currently the worst culture in all of sports. It's unbelievable. Uh, Tim Anderson just like wanted to get hit in the face. <laughs> it's like tough month. Yeah. What? That's just tough month. For, but I will, Tim Anderson was had Tim Anderson had the balls to be a leader at least in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like he, I don't blame him. He was the one that was like, dude, if this is your attitude, you can yeah. get the hell out of here. Yeah. So, you know, well, but he's probably th frustrated that ended he's up probably getting extremely a, frustrated that ended up getting a slap in the face, yep. but that he was just, he was in the right there. Okay. You know, uh -huh. the, and then he gets punched and yep. it's <laughs> just been, I'm it's been Tough a whirlwind month. for, for the white Sox and for Tim Anderson the last month or so. And I just feel bad for the players. Like, this is what you love to do. This is supposed to bring you joy. And it's probably the most toxic, frustrating work environment to go to every single day. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, yeah. the, the players that are getting out are, have to be, it has to feel, like, it has oh, to feel great. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. And, and then there's Keenan Middleton who came out with all of those quotes and is yep. the one that sort of set the image on the culture of the White Sox. Yeah. Now with the Yankees, guess who the Yankees just played? on the road back in Chicago and Keenan Middleton comes into the game 
And the, the White Sox just don't acknowledge his existence. They don't put his name on the scoreboard. It left it. It was blank. Oh. There were multiple, there were multiple scoreboard or angles where you were supposed to have the pitcher name right there on the defensive positioning, yep. just blank. And then on the scoreboard over where it says the pitcher's name, it's just blank. <laughs> it's so petty. And it was, they did, it's it so was petty. two innings worth of this. He came yeah. back out and it was the same way. Yeah. He's got to be so happy. He's out of there. It's so petty. Yeah. I mean, Come on. They it's said bad. it was unintentional, but who believes that? Nobody. That never happens. No. Come on. No. Ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <sighs> Honesty hour. Worst culture in sports right now. Oh, hands down. Yeah. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Well, let's wrap things up on a positive note and finish things up with some fan questions, some Twitter questions, because we're still calling it Twitter. I got you. And our first fan question. You ready for this one? I'm ready. Should there be a new record book for this era of pitchers with inning restrictions and closely monitored pitch counts? Some records will never be close to being broken. This is not throwing out the old records, but recognizing a change in the game. Uh, I don't think so. I think, I think records are records and games evolve over time, which is why, why records will forever be broken, which is why some records being untouchable, I think is really cool. Like, Cy Young's records of like wins and losses and innings pitched. And I saw something, it was literally today, old Haas Radborn. What just, it almost feels like he didn't exist. Well, he did. And one season he threw 670 innings in a year. Oh my gosh. I mean, there's just, I, I think, I think having the record book the way it is, uh, allows you to have certain conversations and yeah, we can look at, we can look at stolen bases and point to 2023 as like, okay, well, remember 2023 is the year that the the rules change. Yeah. Or we can look back to the year that Bob Gibson had arguably the best season of all time on the mound and say, that was the year that resulted in the pitcher's mound getting pushed back. They, they moved the pitcher's mound back because of how dominant Bob Gibson was. So uh, I, I think it should be acknowledged within the record book. Like yeah. this is when things changed or a rule changed here. But I, I don't think we should like have a new one or or like separate the records. But I, I think that's the cool thing about baseball is you can. You You're can, a history buff, too, though. So you love that stuff. I do. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. All right. On to our next question. This one comes from Jay Hernandez. Hey, Ben. So back in May, I asked you who you thought would make it to another World Series first, Yankees or Mets. You said at the time the Mets because of Steve Cohen. Three months later, are you sticking with your answer or changing it? I think in a weird roundabout way, I feel even better about my answer. Both teams stink and the Mets at least decided to go all in on the future. And you look Mm -hmm. at their prospects now and man, those guys are set up for success in the next. I I don't want to put a timeline on it. The Mets apparently put the timeline on it. 2025, 2026, but the Yankees just stood pat and did nothing. And now they're losing series to, to the white Sox on the road. And it's just like, I feel way better about how bought in the ownership and the front office is with the Mets 
than it is than I do with the Yankees. And that's honestly really sad to say, because this ain't the Yankees that I grew up watching. Yeah. It's far from it. And uh, they have let this team, the, the ownership and front office of the New York Yankees has let mediocrity be okay with the New York Yankees. And I don't think that's okay. And uh, they're not letting that happen over with the Mets. Yeah. So I'll I, say, I yeah. agree with you. I also think just the future is much more bright yeah. with the Mets. Okay. Moving on to our next fan question. This one comes from Bernard. Have my Reds been frauds the whole time? This team has a lot of talent and they're very young. And I think that'll be great in the future, but I'm really bummed out about the losing. I I don't think it, I don't think they've been frauds. Now, I I don't know if they make the playoffs this year, but I, I don't think that's fair to say they're frauds because they've gone on a losing streak. And, and now, you know, like they're, they're on the outside looking in though. They certainly have the talent. I think they they could make the playoffs and I think it'd be quite the story. But I think if you were to start this season and tell Reds fans that in the middle of August, you would be fighting for a playoff spot, they'd be like, hell yeah, this yeah. is great. Like the, the future, the future has like arrived. Clearly Ellie must've gotten called up and mm-hmm. Matt McClain's having a good year. Spencer steer, Andrew Abbott. And if you were to tell them that, Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo would be out the majority of the year and they're still in this position. I think you walk away from this season head held extremely high. If you're Reds fans, whether you make the playoffs or not, because the future is so, so bright for this team and they are not frauds. They're just a very young team that is currently learning how to lose. The game is full of ups and downs and the more consistent you can be the better. And look, they're learning right now how to go through those downs and they're going to be better for it in the long run. Can they make the playoffs? Absolutely. Will they? I'm not sure, but does it make them frauds that they've gone on this losing streak and fallen out of a playoff spot right now? Absolutely not. Yeah, that's fair. We got one more fan question here. Okay. You ready for this one? Yeah. All right. What is the best, most underrated ballpark food? I just had to look up mine so I could get the name. What right. is your answer? The Puesto tacos. At, no, they were so ever... good at, um, at Padres at Petco park. Oh, those. Yes. The Puesto tacos. I, didn't ha- I, w- I went with the, you Puesto had the burrito, burrito, which wasn't as good as the taco. They like says who says me. I looked at it and I saw it and my tacos That's were way better. Eating and works. Rago, That's our not... producer Rago tried both. Rago and said the tacos. The he said tacos were way better. They melt the cheese. Rago knows nothing. Like they crisp it on the outside, both sides on the taco. And then it was just, it was so good. That was like my favorite ballpark food. I'm also a huge taco person. So I was Look, amazing. I, I don't know what the most underrated is. I can give you the most overrated though. Don't. I know what Dodger you're going to say. Dog. No. Uh-uh. Classic. No, 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 delicious. no, 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 no. One. And they even make them gluten-free now. So it's bomb. One, I'm happy. It's a hot dog. Yep. Let's just acknowledge that. It used to be a Dodger dog, but then they screwed over the guy that actually made the, okay. the so Dodger most dogs. recent you're upset with, but you can't bag on the OG Dodger dog. I'm talking about current Dodger dogs. Mm. That's all I got for you. Dodger mm. dogs, the most overrated thing in all. Oh, did you get a Dodger dog? I went up to the concession and got a hot dog with too much, too much bun. I got a hot dog. It's a hot dog. It's not a Dodger dog. And we shouldn't be supporting Dodger dogs because they screwed over the guy that, that farmed them. So it's actually the first time when we went to the Dodger game that I actually had a Dodger dog with a bun. I usually just like eat the meat 
and just like dip it into my ketchup and mustard. Yeah, but you're, you're, a, you're a weirdo. I'm a gluten freak. She's a gluten freak, <laughs> gluten freak. That's I a, just, just I me. feel, I, I just feel, I feel bad for the, the Dodger dog. Thomas Arthur, shout out Thomas <laughs> Arthur, the creator of the Dodger dog. Wow. That's fair. Yeah. Now Thomas Arthur is uh It's like super iconic though to me because I like grew up at Dodger Stadium. Yeah, that's why people it's it, but yeah, it doesn't make it it doesn't make it good food. Third inning, Dodger yeah. Dog. Seventh inning, TCBY, vanilla ice cream in a helmet with sprinkles. I'm, After that I'm in for the peanuts. ice cream. That was like our like <laughs> we were so excited as kids. You knew third inning, Dodger Dogs, French fries, ketchup on top, seventh inning stretch, TCBY with the ice cream and sprinkles, vanilla. Well, there you have it. Yep. That ends our Thursday show. This and now fun. we're going to go hit some balls at our billboard. And now we're going to the billboard <laughs> where we're going to try and hit the bullseye and uh, we'll keep you posted there. It's in right center field. So mm-hmm. uh, going to have to go oppo, but yep. I think I can get it done. Also, fun fact, there's a highway directly behind the field. So it's going to be. <laughs> How I'm, many are going to go over and I Ben's going to hit a ball gonna in, be... into the 405? It's the 405 that's right behind it. Right. So it's not just a highway. It is the freeway. And I, it I is don't the mean. the 405 freeway. I've really at struggled. At the Santa Monica exit. This is an extremely busy part of the 405 freeway. I've really struggled with this because not to, this is and by no means bragging, but I, I was a professional baseball player. I, I can hit. So if I'm trying to hit a bullseye that's at the top of a fence in right center field and right behind the fence is the 405. It's going to be a, it's going to be a, let's just hope nothing bad happens. Let's just hope nothing bad happens. Let's really hope nothing bad happens. But ben. we'll keep you posted. There will be a lot of content <laughs> coming from this. There will be videos. We'll talk about it as well, but we are going to do that now. So that wraps up our Thursday show. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you're subscribed, following wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, wherever. We're also on all social media, including YouTube, where you can watch every single thing we do at Flippin' Bats Pod. For all of them. But until tomorrow, my friends, this has been another episode of Flipping Bats. Peace.